DW. The 77%. Hello Africa, welcome to another edition of 77%, the show that focuses on African youth. I am Isaac Kaleji and today's topic is quite sensitive. Now depending on your beliefs, should all African countries abolish the death penalty? There are conditions under which we must retain the law. God instituted uh, the death penalty in the book of Genesis. The, the death penalty makes us all killers. It violates the right to life. And according to research, it has not been proven that the death penalty deters people from committing crime. Only 29 African countries have so far abolished this form of punishment. And that's why it's crucial to discuss this issue. DW's privilege, Musvan Hiri, will be having a discussion on that with his panel in Harare, Zimbabwe, and in the Gambia, we will understand why citizens are calling for the ban placed on the use of the death penalty lifted following the murder of some police officers by a gunman in the capital, Banjul. As always, you are also very important to this conversation. So engage with us on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Now, some of you have already been dropping your views. Lambi Domutu Itia writes, A murderer simply deserves murder because it is written, Thou shalt not kill. An extremist deserves extreme sanctions. Nasid Chima Brown writes, It should be abolished unless a law is passed to use it on corrupt politicians. And Aladdin Francis also says, I think the death penalty should be abolished in every country even though some convicts deserve it. It will be better to give them life imprisonment than the death penalty. Many thanks for your comments. Continue with the discussion on our Facebook page, DW Africa. The death penalty or capital punishment is the ultimate punishment reserved for very serious criminal offenses after conviction by a court of law in many countries across the world. In recent years, though, there has been a major push to have the death penalty scrapped. In Africa, Ghana this year became the 29th African country to abolish the death penalty and the 124th globally, according to the London-based campaign organization, the Death Penalty Project, DPP. Zimbabwe is one of the countries still maintaining the death penalty as a form of punishment for certain offenses. But there is already a raging conversation around whether the death penalty should remain in the statute books or not. My colleague Privilege is standing by with his panelists to debate the topic. Over to you, Privilege. Thank you, Isaac. It is always a pleasure to welcome our listeners to Harare. On the panel today, I'm joined by Pastor William Chagumaira, Lucy Chivasa, Campaigns Officer, Civil and Political Rights at Amnesty International Zimbabwe, Tinashe Mujuru, Campaigns Officer, Special Projects at Amnesty International as well, and Nyasha Mawire, a lawyer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. To my panel today, should the death penalty be removed or upheld in the country's laws? There are conditions under which we must retain the law, uh, and there are conditions where we, we, we mustn't execute it. God instituted 
the death penalty in the book of Genesis. And Genesis 9 verse 6 actually says that whoever sheds human blood by humans shall their blood be shed for in the image of God has he made mankind. And then uh, if we look in the New Testament in uh, Romans 13, it then says, uh, especially in, in verse 4, it says that um, he, for the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment to the wrongdoers. So, Pastor Will, you are for the upholding. And I would want to hear from Nyasha before we get on to our colleagues from Amnesty International. Uh, my view is that uh, this, uh, the issue of death sentence, uh, it should be abolished. Uh, just like as Pastor said, there are exceptional circumstances. Our law provides that there are aggravating circumstances where the death sentence can be, what, can be imposed. But uh, if you look, uh, we are talking about the right to life. The Constitution is very clear. Everyone has the right to it, to life. So uh, if we impose a death sentence on someone, uh, merely we are just uh, perpetuating the killings uh, that person has made at someone. And us also, we are now saying that that person uh, is now like a, a subject who's just waiting for to meet his end. I'll hold you there. I want to move on to uh, Lucy Chivasa from Amnesty International. You have been lobbying uh, the government in terms of striking down this this law. Has death penalty served a purpose to punish offenders if you look at the scenario in Zimbabwe? So from the campaigns that we have made and from the lobbying that we have made and also the research is done by other institutions that are uh, campaigning for the abolition of the death penalty, um, the death penalty really does not serve a purpose because one of the arguments that is forwarded by people who want the death penalty to remain is that it is a deterrent to crime and that um, uh, some of the notions that are coming out of this discussion is we, we would want at some point to have an eye for an eye that it should be punitive enough but what I can say is that the death, the, the death penalty makes us all killers it violates the right to life and according to research it has not been proven that the death penalty deters people from committing crimes. Thanks, Lucy. Back to Pastor William. Pastor William, uh, you have quoted scriptures to us and uh, uh, quoted circumstances where the death penalty should apply. From what uh, other colleagues have said uh, in terms of not it serving a purpose, what's your opinion on that? I would like to, 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 to kindly ask my colleague that, you know, we have so many people in prison for many different reasons and the similar these are similar crimes from the crimes that have been permitted from decades ago people have been pilfering people have been thieving and people have been embezzling and people are still embezzling and getting into prison are we then saying that we should stop sending people into prison because it's not deterring people from embezzling interesting Section 48 of the Zimbabwe Constitution indicates that the death uh, penalty may be imposed only for murder committed in aggravating circumstances and only on men aged between 21 and 70 years, not on women. Why is there consideration not to impose uh, death penalty on women and uh, 
consider it on men who are between 21 and uh, 70 years. It is uh, somehow uh, discriminatory to say from 21 up to 70, that's when one can then be sentenced to death. I don't know why uh, women were then exempted from that punishment as well. So it is uh, discriminatory uh, in nature. Just to take a break, just to remind our listeners, uh, this is the DW 77% coming to you from Zimbabwe's capital, Harare. My name is Privilege Mushaniri, your host. In this week's edition, we are discussing about the death penalty. Should the death penalty be upheld or scrapped from the law books? But before we proceed here in Harare, my colleague Isaac Kaleji is on standby to read some of the comments coming through our social media pages where we posted this week's topic. Over to you, Isaac. Wow, very interesting debate there in Harare. Thanks a lot, Privilege. Let me go to some of your comments on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Nasasira Paul Rafael says, Death penalty is silent and not implemented in many African states except a few Muslim countries, and so it doesn't hold much concern. Clara Kuju Mala also writes, The death penalty is necessary depending on the nature of the crime. For example, if someone takes a gun, go into a market and shoot everyone in that building, such a person when investigated and found guilty, he or she shouldn't leave. Thanks a lot for all your comments. Now, if you've just joined us, this is 77% Radio Show with me, Isaac Kaleji. Before we continue with the debate in Zimbabwe, let's find out what the conversation has been in some other African countries. In 1993, Gambia abolished the death penalty under the then-president Jawara. However, it was reintroduced under former president Yaya Jame. The current president, Adama Barrow, then placed a ban on its execution in 2018. But there is an emerging debate on whether that ban should be lifted after a gunman shot and killed two police officers in a capital banjol. My colleague Sankuli Janko reports on the conversation taking place in Gambia currently on the death penalty. The rising crime rate has now prompted discussions about revisiting the suspension of the death penalty by President Barrow in 2018. When President Barrow announced the suspension of the death penalty, it was seen as the first step towards abolishing it completely. But in the wake of the recent killing, someone the moratorium placed on the death penalty lifted. Daud Balde is one such advocate. The issue of death penalty is something that I really support as a concerned citizen. Because if somebody can kill someone just deliberately, the person should be killed. Once the person is found guilty of the crime, the next thing should be execute that individual, kill the person. Because you cannot kill people deliberately and expect to go and serve life in prison. This is why it's now common. You hear people arguing, the other one will be like, I will kill you and go and serve life in prison. I don't think it should be like that. Anyone who kills someone deliberately should be killed. But human rights activists have argued against Gambia reinstating the death penalty. They argue that it can lead to irreversible errors in justice, as it does not allow for the possibility of exonerating those wrongfully convicted. 
Famara Jone is a renowned human rights activist and the executive director of Bekanyang, a non-profit organization. The monitorium on the death penalty is not even enough, much more to upheld it. So I will recommend for total abolition of death penalty because it's a serious human rights violation, especially the right to life and freedom from inhuman treatment. And most importantly, it will never serve as a deterrent. And therefore, I have the belief that the conviction that we should completely abolish death penalty. The constitution of the Gambia specifically prohibits the death penalty, except for offenses that involve violence or the administration of any toxic substance resulting in the death of another. This means that the death penalty is available only for crimes of murder. Although President Barrow suspended the practice of death penalty, Mohamed Ndul, a Gambian lawyer, says same president could lift the ban. In law, since the president has the power to make such proclamation, the same president still retains the power to change his mind and then also make another proclamation to revise the existing one. This is to say that the application or the suspension of the death penalty at the moment resides in the president. That means anytime the president changes his mind, he could just revise the proclamation and require the execution of the death penalty. The Gambia government has said it is committed to protecting citizens from crimes that endanger their lives. Thanks, Janko, for that report. Let's now go back to Zimbabwe, where Privilege and his panel are ready to conclude the debate there. Welcome back to Harare. Now, moving on. I'll come back to our colleagues from Amnesty International and other civic organizations that are leading uh, the push for government to drop capital punishment. Why do you firmly believe in the removal of the death penalty? Uh, let me say that uh, as a movement, Amnesty International has recorded and reported that 112 countries have already abolished the, the death penalty in their statutes completely in the whole world, and 87 have um, abolished for some crimes. It's our firm belief that it violates human rights. It's our firm belief that it's a form of torture and inhuman degrading treatment. And also to reiterate that criminals are not supposed to be killed because it makes us all criminals. Um, and for other countries uh, where Amnesty International is working, we've also established that the death penalty is sometimes used to silence dissent, where when someone challenges the government or someone speaks against who's in power, uh, they are then threatened with the death penalty the death penalty has to be abolished because uh, it's irreversible. In the absence of capital punishment, what is the ideal sentence for a crime that may warrant a death sentence like aggravated murder? I would think uh, life imprisonment is the next best uh, sentence. Life sentence. Is it not some form of torture? Because this person is going to stay in prison for the rest of their life. Surely. At whose cost are you going to keep someone who premeditated a murder? Already, as uh, we look at it from a text burden of the, the same family that was whose member was murdered is the same family who, who are paying taxes to take care of the same murderer who's now in prison. So I think it's it, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, uh, that, that's a difficult one. The reason why someone is being sent. Uh, to prison is, is that issue of uh, restorative where we are looking at uh, the correctional 
part of it. They, 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 call, they are called the correctional services. So the idea is to make someone uh, repent the reform. And I think the Bible also talks uh, about that issue of, of repenting and, and reforming uh, them, having to survive on, on taxpayers' man. I think this is a system that we have. Uh, as, as a country, it is a system, and uh, we cannot break the system. Uh, if we are to continue providing tax so that that person can also survive, that's her or his right to live. Before we end our program, I would want to uh, hear from the panel. Uh, Zimbabwe has struggled uh, to secure a hangman in the past 17 years. Why is there no appetite for the job? I, I don't think it's that uh, there is no appetite for the job, uh, but I think uh, within our system, we have a lot of people who are not um, willing for the death penalty to be upheld. But then no one has been appointed to that job, so it means the the the, the prerogative is now with the appointer. So there's something happening. With the appointment. I see a lot of shaking of heads. Yes, uh, I'll give the last response to Lucy, then we wrap it up. Yes. Thank you very much. Privilege. Oh, my last response. I also want to put it out there that uh, the death penalty is premeditated murder by the whole system, from the judges to the hangman himself. So my response to your question would be that could it be that people are conscious to the fact that they also don't want to be part of. Uh, premeditated murder by the states that retain the death penalty. I also think that uh, our advocacy is yielding results, and I'm positive that Zimbabwe is moving towards being an abolitionist uh, by not hanging people and hiring a young man. Uh, we have fast run out of time. I hope our listeners have benefited from this uh, discussion. This has been the 77% debate on DW Africa coming from Harare, Zimbabwe, where we have been discussing the topic the death penalty should capital punishment remain in our law books. My name is Privilege Mushaniri, your host, and on the panel I was joined by Pastor William Chigumaire, Lucy Chivasa, Campaigns Officer, Civil and Political Rights at Amnesty International Zimbabwe, Tinashe Mujuru, Campaigns Officer, Special Projects as well at Amnesty International, and Nyasha Mawire, a lawyer. We now go back to my colleague Isaac Kaleji, who is on standby to wrap up the program. Over to you, Isaac. Thanks a lot, Privilege, for that debate. The conversation isn't over. It is still ongoing on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Husseini Mohammed writes, if the bad ones can stop killing the innocent ones, the law can be abolished because it has no area of application. And Colson Isaac writes, it should be given to the corrupt politicians and whoever deserves it. Well, that's how we bring this edition of the 77% show to an end. If you want to listen to it again, it's on our website, dw.com forward slash Africa, as well as on Spotify. My name is Isaac Kanleji. Thanks for listening and goodbye for now. Mm -hmm.